my gosh. Welcome back for another exciting episode of Bevelations, Cocktails and Conversations with Philly's Most Fabulous. It is your hostess with the mostest, Bev. Hi. We're still here in quarantine. We're still providing you quality content on a weekly basis. We have a fabulous episode today with a good gal pal of mine, the fabulous Ms. Dominique Lee, who has been taking the uh, Philadelphia drag scene by, I won't say by storm, at a at an aggressive drizzle. <laughs> Just kidding. No, I love her. Um, she has a much more interesting past, honestly, than I was expecting. So it is a very fun episode. Um, as always, I'm joined by my gal pal, Jeremiah. And we talk about uh, her journey in drag. And then we take your viewer questions, which came our fun and juicy at the end um if you're not subscribed already please hit that subscribe button like leave us a review on itunes or google play music so that our podcast reaches a larger audience um if you enjoy the podcast please go ahead and send a venmo to it's bev bitch i do this for fun and for free and um anything is appreciated during these quarantine times otherwise sit back relax and enjoy this episode Oh my goodness, here we are. It's week 72 of quarantine. Hi, Jeremiah, how are you? I'm joined as always by my trusty sidekick, sometimes Jatemish, sometimes Jeremiah, sometimes uh, bathroom stall number three. It's Jeremiah, hi. Hello. I love how I asked you how you're doing and then I just continued to talk. <laughs> I mean, that's really our friendship. At least I'm so. consistent. <laughs> and speaking of 72, we have one of... in. We have one of our our oldest Philadelphia drag queens in captivity today. Uh, we thawed her out of the Paleolithic era, and surprise, surprise, she already had a Zoom account. It's Dominique Lee. Hey, everyone, what's up? It's me, Dominique Lee. <laughs> as, as always, you sound like you're recording through wax paper, so I love it. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Are you are you coming to us on an on a on an Apple two E? No, I'm a I'm a Android. I'm a I'm not a fruit. I figured I was fruity enough, so I've always been an Android. That's true. How are you, my dear? It's been it's been a few weeks since I've seen you since I recorded one of your four episodes of At Home with Dominique Lee before quarantine shut you down completely. I know. I can't. I hope. I can't wait to do that again. That's definitely something that I would love to do. Um, I just think it was like so much fun getting to know uh, all the performers on a different level and getting to know them just different so well, bitch, do it like this do it on zoom do it on everybody's doing uh talk shows and and orgies and all this shit now on on uh zoom and on uh what's the one streamcast or whatever get get with Premier. the times linda i'm trying i'm trying get off get off tiktok and do something productive with your life <laughs> we'll get there we'll get there Put down your abacus, lady. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? So, um, how's everybody doing? I'm good. You know, just trying not to go crazy. Um, you know, hanging in. My husband, hashtag Portapod, is uh, working. Uh, I, Jeremiah, give me, you owe me five bucks. I thought it would be at least 30 seconds before she mentioned hashtag Portapod. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I love him. He's the best thing that's ever happened to me. We've been together for 15 years, married for three. We just celebrated our three. Bitch, don't year. jump ahead. We're going to get to your fucking life story, okay? We're oh, sorry. 
<laughs> I have a guest I can abuse this week. It's fine. <laughs> so, uh, Jeremiah, anything exciting going on in your life since we recorded four days ago? Uh, I finally put up my resistance bands uh, for exercising at home. Did I use them? No, I did not. But they are I, at I ordered least... them and have used them twice as props in a video. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I did laundry. I did laundry. So that did was laundry. a thing. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, for those listening, Jeremiah and I and, and three of our friends are supposed to uh, go to Memor- Rehoboth for Memorial Day. And we were still kind of holding out hope that it might happen until uh, the final nail in the coffin was was dealt down on Saturday, where uh, Delaware extended their shelter-in-place order through June, which um, eliminates all short-term rentals. So to celebrate slash commiserate, um, we had a full-on <laughs> Saturday night um, uh, Olive Garden fest. <laughs> <laughs> I call it I call it post apocalypse because um fuck it. No one this is this is gonna be the summer body. I'm gonna look like those fat people at the end of Wally by the time we're done. So I am a shape. I don't know what that shape is, but you know it round is, is a shape. Oblong is a shape. And that's <laughs> I had to lay down to get my corset on, and that hasn't happened before quarantine. So I'm gonna be right there with you. Were you was, Todd not, was Todd not available? Oh no, the only way I ever got my corset on was with Todd. So, but now he has me lay down because it's too small. <laughs> and were you able to get back up with your hips? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of had to lock my knees and he just pulls me up. It's really so Dominique, tell us your story. Where are you from? Let's start at the very beginning. A very good place to start. It is a very good place to start. I was born a poor gay child in New Jersey, nothing exciting. And you've stayed um, poor and gay. Good for you. Yes. <laughs> uh, aim low. That's my philosophy. Um, <laughs> no, uh, but my mom uh, got divorced from my dad when I was very young. And then my mom turned into Cher from the movie Mermaids, where we moved to a small town. And then, like, she would date somebody or something would happen or whatever. And we'd move. So we did that like six or seven times and I lived in Florida, California, all over up and down the East Coast. So it was, you know, it was exciting and stuff. So it was fun. And um, did you, any college? Um, I went to college for half of a semester, (laughs) but at the time I came out in high school and I was the first one to bring a boy to my prom as a date. In the fifties? My God. They had to have a PTA meeting about it because they were like, uh, Seriously? yeah, it was really crazy. Yeah, I swear. And we had to have the uh, lawyers drop off my prom bid just in case anything was said. It was a really big deal. It was 1996. So, I mean, and where I was this? Was, this was in East Brunswick, New Jersey. Okay. Yeah. I was 11. That's adorable. You said what, 96? Um, I was 15. Okay. No, 14. Okay, moving on. <laughs> so, <laughs> not that much young, younger than you. Um, so uh, then I went to college for like half a semester, but I was dating somebody that went to Rutgers in New Brunswick, and he lived in like this off-campus, unofficial like frat house type thing. It was just like him and six other guys or whatever. And um, I had so much fun. I ended up dropping out of college and just like hanging out and bedheading it in New Brunswick. Then me and him broke up and his roommates asked 
him to leave and me to stay. So then I spent like six months living in this like frat house. It was really fun. Um, then I started going to clubs. You can find those. You can find those videos on Pornhub. Uh, <laughs> it's funny you mention that. Um, but uh, after eighteen, I started going to clubs and stuff like that. And uh, I went to this one club called the Coliseum, which was in Sayreville, New Jersey. It's no longer there anymore. I think I went there once, like a long Did time. You? I went there. I had friends who went to, um, uh, oh, fuck. Not Rowan. Um, Keen. <laughs> no. Uh, Stockton. Stockton. And oh. um, I think we might have gone there one time. I remember a place well, that looked did it look like like there were actual like the call it like it looked like there was like it was yeah it Greek was and right, Roman architecture. It was right before an exit ramp to go yeah. to New York City. Yes, it was on thirty-five. Yes. It was. I, do, I believe I was there once. Yes. Yeah, um, and I I uh, that's where I saw my first drag show, and it was hosted by Monica Ray. It was called Monica Ray's Drag Attack, and she is a very old uh, New Hope queen. And that's when I started doing drag. I did start doing drag in like 97, 98 and stuff like that. And I, they, I, it was one show a week, it was Tuesdays and it was a competition show. I think I won two or three times, which is very on brand for me. Uh, and, uh, but they offered me shows to host. So I hosted a uh, all male uh, review show. Was your name Dominique Lee then? It was just uh, Dominique. Uh, I didn't have a last name yet. Okay. Um, which coincidentally, uh, Lee, my is my middle name as a as a bro. So it's Christopher Lee. So so I just gave her that. Um, but then um, I realized, and again, it was you know the late '90s, early 2000s drag wasn't really as cool or as accepted as it was back then and I was painfully single and alone and um that was never a really good time for me so uh and I liked boys more than drag at that time so I quit doing drag and that leads me into the next chapter of my life but I don't know if you want to hear about that <laughs> we, we've we've got we've got Plenty of time to kill. And by plenty of time, <laughs> I mean this Zoom will end in 30 minutes. <laughs> met, now I we'll start. This, we can start another one. I met this group of guys, and, um, and uh, they were really, really handsome. They were really, really cool. And there was two of them. One was named Anthony, one was named Ray. And, you know, we just started talking and hanging out and meeting up at the club. And then one night, they invited me back to their house. They lived together. They weren't a couple. Um, but they told me that they live in a web house. And a web house is basically like Big Brother, like the TV show Big Brother, but people aren't like, but for gay porn, basically. <laughs> so um, I went over there and like, you know, I started hanging out there. Then they asked me to move in and um, I lived there full time for about a year. And I was a, a webcam model. Okay, wait. My name was oh like, my goodness. This is a Christian. This, what, oh, what, sorry. What, what kind of program? Side of the cross. Side of the cross. 
I don't have visuals, so I mean, I, I think we're okay. I was gonna say, did you keep a library of your own work? Or? No, I didn't have, no, it was a 24 live feed that like, people would just like sign up and like watch. And like, we were just be, we had to spend like, so many hours in the day up and, um, you know, just like living our life. And did then you there get was, paid like, to do this? We didn't get paid to do this, but we lived in a, we got an allowance of like $150 a week. Um, Did you have a pimp? No, but, uh, but. They call those web, web admins. We, okay. <laughs> we lived in a two floor condo, like spiral staircase, balcony. Everything was paid for. Free Everything was board. just covered in lube. Basically, <laughs> it was crazy. No, but it was, you know, I mean, what do you do? No like, one wanted to touch doorknobs. I'm just kidding. You know, it, it was it was different back then. Like you, you kids today and like, you know, all this and that. I'm not going to get into like definite topics, but like things were different back then. Like things were, I don't know, like, you know, we. So what you're saying is you were an OnlyFans model before, before there was OnlyFans. Before, I mean, before everyone so was, like, everyone was before every baby queen was doing OnlyFans in their live in their basement. You were doing it on yes, and this well, was in the time you've always been a trailblazer. Program. Thank you. You are the you are the Harriet Tubman of the OnlyFans community. Congratulations. <laughs> well, I just want to say you're welcome to everyone. Exactly. <laughs> so, how uh, of the hours that you had to be awake in this? quotes ham house um how much of it was spent like doing sex stuff we had a um we had to how graphic am i getting we had to i don't give a fuck uh, we had a we we had to jerk off like uh twice a day um and we had to have sex with either the other guys in the house or with somebody that we brought in uh, uh, two or three times a week. I can't remember. And but how many times did you sleep with your roommates? Many, many, absolutely many. That's why, like, I mean, I'm of the, I, you know, I've hooked up with a lot of my friends. Like, and it's just, I mean, I, I believe in that. Like, I, you know, for friends, like for friends, who cares? Like, what does it matter? I understand how people think that sometimes sex can ruin a friendship, but I completely understand the other side of the coin too like that it could just i've heard that i've I'm friends with a couple and i won't say their names but like they hook up with other people individually and together and they they only they only do it with their friends because they're like i like my friends i trust my friends why i'd rather do it with one of my friends than with some random person that i'm going to invite into our house that could like kill us or rob us yeah totally um, but yeah, like that's just my. That's Did just you my ever do any of these uh, these uh, di- sessions in drag? No, absolutely not. <laughs> just I will out, admit, just walk out in a wig for no reason. <laughs> I will admit, in the late '90s, I did have sex in drag one time, and it was the grossest, most unsexual, sexy thing. This ever. is not at all where I expected this. <laughs> Fun visit with grandma to go today. <laughs> this is like grandma's pulling out her porn collection. I, I was not ever. ready. <laughs> oh my god, we haven't even hit my thirties yet. Like, oh my gosh, you guys are going crazy now. 
No, um, I mean, it was, like I said, it was a different time. I, you know, there is a lot more to people than what they portray, you know, and stuff like that. And I'm a firm believer in what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And every little struggle and every little victory has made me into the person I am today. And am I perfect? Absolutely not. But I do love myself. We've seen your makeup. What? I said, we've seen your makeup. <laughs> That's my drag week spot. Please don't judge so, me by my face. All right. So let's fast forward. So um, you gave up drag. You uh, were a, a, an adult film star for a while. And then when did drag kind of re-enter the picture again? Drag has not, drag didn't re-enter the picture. I've only been doing drag for about maybe two and a half years at this point. So literally about 18 years later. Um, did you do I anything started, like creatively or artistically during that time? Or you were just like working? I, I did a lot of photography and I do, I do these things called like multiple me's where like I'll put like multiple me's in like one picture to tell a story. And like, you know, it'll be like, I don't know, a happy family, and it'll be me as the dad, me as like, you know, a mother figure, me as a little kid, and stuff like that, you know, and stuff like that, just through poses and costume and stuff, but no, other than, you know, I, I've always been, I like telling jokes, I did a little bit of stand-up back in, you know, early uh, my early 30s, and like, that was really fun, but nothing beats drag. If you love so drag, what, you what was the what was the impetus to like start revisiting drag again? Um, what is it? Uh, I joined the PGMC, the Philadelphia Gay Men's Chorus, which is a fabulous uh, organization here in Philadelphia that does such great work with uh, gay youth and outreach programs to high schools and stuff like that. And once a year, they do a thing called uh, sachet. And it's a fundraiser to raise money for the church and what uh, for the church for the chorus. And um, they just take chorus members and they put them in drag and stuff like that. And they do a show and people come and they donate money and stuff. And it turns out to be one of, if not the biggest fundraiser that this uh, organization does. So I did it. Uh, to, uh, and Corona has Corona has canceled it this year. So. Because I was just hosted. Womp, womp, womp. I volunteered this year as a as a pro queen, so as like to help uh, somebody else. Um, but yeah, I did it uh, four years ago, three years ago, and it was at the Attic Youth Center, and and it outgrew it. Like it was so big that they moved it to the Voyeur. Right. And then I did it the following year, and I overprepared for it. And I was so excited about it, and I was really, really like psyched. And right after that show, uh, John Bird was doing amateur uh, Latage, which you host mm -hmm. um, And I went there uh, with the extra clothing and material that I had for sachet that I knew I didn't need, but like I just wanted it. And um, I just got a really great feedback. And my first time in drag this time around, two and a half years ago, I had no padding. And that was the one thing that John Bird said. He goes, I think you're fantastic. I think you're very funny. He goes, but you're very thin. And I, I, I said, thank you. And he goes, no, girl, you need padding. And I was like, oh. <laughs> so that was that. And then 
I think I did Latage Amateur Show two times, and then I won my fourth time out with uh, my Puppet Act sisters. Now, who painted you? Because I remember, I think we met the first time at Sachet. Who, who, who were the queens that, that you worked with for that? The first time I worked with the phenomenal Sutton Fierce. And Sutton Fierce also was the drag performer at the bachelor party that um, Hashtag Cortad and I had at Stir before we got married. Um, but so it was Sashay first, then the bachelor party. Then the second time, um, I got painted by, uh, Brittany Lynn, the iconic Brittany Lynn, Philadelphia's drag queen, Brittany Lynn. Who you have had a previous relationship with, correct? Yes. We dated for two or three-ish years. Um, this was back when I was doing drag. And uh, we met at a, where did we meet? We met at an adult party, at an adult movie viewing party, actually. Uh, so you met we, at an orgy? <laughs> no, it wasn't an orgy. It was, it was like some porn producer was like showing his movie or had a new movie coming out. And because of my past uh, connections, and he, some friend brought him, like, that's all that was. Like, he was, he's not, Brittany Lynn has never been in porn. Please do not get that rumor started that I started. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not saying a word. <laughs> no, he was there with uh, a friend of his, and then we met at a party. And I, I remember that first day that we met, uh, we went out to the car, and he showed me pictures of himself in and out of drag. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, you're dreaming me. Because, you know, he was 20 years later. I mean, earlier. And um, No comment. And I, hey, you know what? I was a lot dreamier 20 years earlier, too. So no shit. No comment. Um, but no comment, I guess. But yeah, that's how. And then we dated for a while. We did a couple shows. That's how Brittany got to the, not that I had anything to do with it. Brittany started going to the Coliseum and doing work there. And it was, you know, it was a good time. It was a fun time in my life fun so um yeah so then you won uh amateur latage night yes i was very proud of myself and then um, to answer your question earlier my friend meg was the one who you know because i i did like paint myself a couple times but (laughs) i was so bad at it and i'm not like really really great at it now but like i was even worse than i am now um so but she my friend meg she's like this adorable little cis girl and blonde and angel-like and stuff but she's so fierce and she painted me up and i won and then you went on to do an illustrious cycle of drag wars with with the best mentor ever yes oh what's her name Oh, what's her name? <laughs> Brooklyn, right? No, no, I am forever on Team Bev. Everyone knows that. So, how was how was your Drag Wars experience? Um, it was confusing, frustrating. Be honest. Confusing and frustrating. Uh, <laughs> uh no, it was. It it was. It, I was. You know, the thing about me is, believe it or not, I have really, really low self-esteem. And I normally use humor as a sword and shield. Okay. Mm -hmm. So 
and I'm very, very easily starstruck, like by just people and events and like I'm in awe very easily. And this was legitimately one of the biggest things that I've done at this point in my drag career, you know, uh, to, you know, at that moment. Plus, like, you know, I was getting to work with you, who I've always really, really admired. You know, the name Mimi on first was really exciting to me. And like, you know, I, I met her and I was like, hi, how are you? And stuff like that. And she was really nice to me. Uh, and then uh, Vincello was there, who scared, to this day scares the crap out of me. Um, and Brooklyn. And she's, you know, absolutely gorgeous, stunning and everything else. Um, and then I started working really closely with like Lady E, who is also on your team. Right. And I just like literally fell in love with her. Um, my bestest drag Judy in the entire world, My Addiction, was on your team, who at that time was named Addiction. And the extremely talented and very, 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 very educated Fiarla was on your team also. So, I mean, I was with people that I really, really knew and respected, and it was a really fun thing. And not for nothing, I made it to the semifinals, semifinals yeah. but it was a weird season because, like, there was eight people in the semifinals. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Drag Wars, Drag Wars, I mean, you guys are kind of spoiled in a way now in these later seasons, but also, like, I can understand where it gets more frustrating because – Back when I did it the two times, it was weekly. So it was much I more. Con that. Yeah, it was much more consistent. And um, I feel like it was taken more seriously than it is now, just because yeah. now, let's be honest, most like you're an overachiever, but most people do yeah. their assignment the, a day or two before, yeah. whereas that was fine when you had a week. But when you've got a month and then you're still like half assing some shit. It's like, yeah. what, what's the point? But that is, that is, that you is get true. out of it when you put into it. That's what I tell people. I would have rather it been weekly because I just... Get closer to your microphone. I just finished doing the everything show. So I would have rather, which was weekly, and I would have rather Drag Wars than weekly. Plus, like, I do, I really appreciate you saying that I'm an overachiever because um, normally in life I'm not. But when it comes to drag, I work so hard like I really really work hard and I don't know if any other queen will tell you this but the one thing that drag does if you want to take it seriously it really engulfs your life and I think that was also part of the reason that I mean look around your apartment right now there's nothing to <laughs> I was gonna say I don't know what you're talking about as I said <laughs> surrounded by 60 wigheads <laughs> yeah but like that was the other thing I think that was the other reason why I quit beforehand because I knew I've always been a very vain person. I've always been very, very self-conscious. I'm like, look, you're only going to look like this for so long. You're only going to be 20 for so long. Enjoy yourself. And I really didn't want that anchor. But now that my life is in a more, you know, not stable place, but now that I got my guy and, you know, we're not starving, um, I really wanted to give it another shot and see what I can do. And I'm having, I'm literally having the time of my life always. So, okay. but I do work extremely hard into it i'm very aware of i try to be very conscious of what other people will think and i think that's a good thing and a bad thing for me so 
I don't know. So after Drag Wars, you have, let's say, you, you host how many shows now? You have your, you have your monthly amateur show. Yeah. Um, I did, I did uh, two months. I do two monthly amateur shows. I do a show called uh, What a Drag. Um, um, oh, well, three, well, What a Drag kind of went on pause for a little bit, as well as everything else. Yeah. But um, I started the three uh, at Latage with um, uh, Yari, and um, which is a very exciting show. It's kind of like the four that was on Fox, but for drag. So it was, you know, it was really fun. We only got to do one show and then Corona happened, but um, I think that was really going to be something. And I really look forward to going back to that and doing that again. But um, I also did uh, Queen of the Night at Bob and Barber's on South Street on the first Monday of every month. And I've been doing that for, I was doing that for almost a year straight. And that was unbelievable for me. Like that was just, I really poured a lot into that show. I really, really worked hard at that. And I had like a bunch of great girl, uh, queens and performers. And I always had a waiting list of people that- I never received my invitation for that. Unfortunately, I am not the I'm end just all. Kidding. You don't have to comment. You don't have to comment. Um, so I don't shady. know, but I, I really do pour my heart into that. And the, the performers are really what just, give me life and stuff like you know just everybody that comes out and just gives their heart and i i don't know it's just it's just amazing like it's it really is cool so perfect this went from i'm a cam guy into into a heartwarming story this is like a lifetime movie that you would see on logo (laughs) well you know there's more to dominique lee than just being old funny and bad at makeup you know like there is there is somebody underneath there you know yeah there's also your terrible personality that's true (laughs) <laughs> and your and your cute husband um so um so, <laughs> just kidding i love you um so now so we're up to the present now um we're in these corona end of times uh what have you been doing to keep yourself occupied during these times? um well i did drag survivor which uh, happened. it happened yeah, which happened it happened, yeah. Um, and I am uh, the. Uh, it was a tie. It was a tie for sole drag survivor. So that that's confusing. But uh, no, but like that was great. Me and Saint, uh, me and Cherry Saint Cartier won, sur- drag survivor, and it uh, happened. Yeah, yeah. It was it was an experience. Fun. And you were doing little talk shows at your house for a little while. Oh yeah, I was doing um, Homebound with me, which again, I want to continue to do, where I was like going, uh, people were coming to my house or, you know, I would go to theirs if I had to. And um, just doing like little fun little interviews about like, you know, their first times in drag, what inspired them, who they right. like, who they don't, you know, why and stuff like that. So it was, you know, it's really fun. I've also been doing um, this fun little duet project that I've been like working on and like where I do like two of me and i just do a duet it's like two different characters but it's a lot of fun like it, like it the parent trap it really is it really is it actually freaks todd out like when he watches them he goes oh my god i couldn't even imagine if there was two of you i would kill myself <laughs> <laughs> and now you've been you've been doing tiktok as well yeah i mean i'm not like crazy crazy about tiktok i think i went crazy 
for like the first like couple weeks and then i was just like uh who cares um but i like i downloaded it and i was like i don't like this or understand this so i just i haven't opened it since i was surprised that you weren't doing like you know characters on there because like they already have stuff like that i've searched for like i I went on there and i searched for because i wanted to do some moira stuff yeah and i searched for like shit's creek thing and i couldn't find anything like i don't know how these people are like finding these audio things i don't know i'm fine with just doing my the what i what i've been doing but it's what the kids are doing keeps yeah. me young you know so i'm just having a good time it was just it was just something else to do right to kill boredom but i've also been playing like a lot of video games and stuff like that believe it or not dominique lee even though she doesn't really understand technology um loves uh xbox games and stuff like that and i'm a zombie killer i go okay. crazy and i take it really really seriously and like i yell at the people and like i'm like that guy this isn't a nerd podcast. Stop talking about uh, video games. Anyway, <laughs> Temish, you look like we're about to take a little break, but Jatemish, you look like you had a question. Um, no, I was just going to say that I downloaded TikTok at DragCon for a free hat, and then I immediately deleted it. So that's my experience <laughs> with TikTok. <laughs> I want to. Rec- I've been like doing these kind of like parody songs, like I did with Quarantine Tango. I want to do a version of Kesha's TikTok where it's just about me not understanding how to do TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> your quarantine video was so funny i loved it thank you all right kids well since we are, we're fancy and we have pro, uh corporate sponsorship now we're gonna take a little break and we'll be right back oh hello you do you love wine as much as i do of course you do well not only is bev a gorgeous amazing hilarious drag queen it's also a delicious line of wines Bev Wines is a California-based wine company focused on female empowerment in business and beyond. From their female winemaker to their female CEO and founder, Bev is a brand that fully embodies this mantra. They ship their wine nationwide, which is especially convenient during the COVID shutdown. No need to cross state lines or wait outside of a Jersey liquor store like I may or may not have done a few times. Go to drinkbev.com and use promo code BEVLOVESBEV for a 20% discount on all products. All online profits during the nationwide restaurant closure will be donated to the Restaurant Workers Community Foundation. Look out for LGBTQIA initiatives on their social media coming up in June, just in time for Pride Month. You can follow them on Instagram at their official account, drinkbev. Again, go to drinkbev.com and use code BEVLOVESBEV for a 20% discount and have a drink on me, honey. And we're back. Yay. We all survived. All (laughs) right. So now that we're all caught up to the present, let's take our listener questions. Now, before we get to our listener questions from this week, I did want to ask you, Ms. Dominique, because we had a question last week about drag husbands and since you're the rare unicorn drag queen that has a (laughs) husband that is your actual husband you did mention him earlier but tell us about your your hubby todd well um my hubby todd and i could not have been uh so different if we tried he's very mature and smart and quiet and thoughtful and all that and i'm not so uh, we met at a bar in asbury park new jersey called georgie's nice um uh and i was working security for some reason 
and <laughs> he came in and I just thought he was like super cute. And um, then the next week he came back and I was working behind the bar and my boss at the time said, Hey, I want to introduce you to somebody. And I went over there and we ended up talking the entire night and he stayed till we closed. And then he drove me home and, you know, we did what good gays do back then. And uh, the next day I worked and he showed up at the bar and I thought he forgot like a hat or his keys or something. And I was like, what are you doing here? And he was like, Oh, I, I really like you. I thought you were cool. And I was wondering if you wanted to hang out again. And I said, that's different. (laughs) 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 Oh, you had to talk in person because this was before cell phones. It was. Uh, That's not true. (laughs) I think we had flip phones phones back then. Um, And then, and honestly, I literally moved in with Todd about seven days after I met him. We're very, we're very lesbian in that way. You're going to say that's a very lesbian. Y'all thing. can't see my face. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Did. Did Don't spoil it, Jer- Jeremiah. <laughs> She's in love. We're the old bitter ones. Who are <laughs> love is dead. Well, the next, well, long story short, the next week. Too late. I, I, at the time, was hooking up with a landlord of mine, but his wife found out. So she <laughs> wait, of- wait, 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 wait. When you say a landlord of yours, that implies that you had like more than one landlord. Like, <laughs> oh no, no, no. I had one landlord. I had one landlord at that time. I had many landlords that I ended up hooking up with, to be honest. But at this time, I was hooking up with this one landlord who was married, and his wife found out, and she made him kick me out of the apartment complex, and. The way that they did it is he just like moved all my stuff out. So I get home from the bar at like three o'clock with Todd and we pull up and all my stuff's there. And again, this is like seven days after we met and he just loaded up his car and I moved in with him and we've been together ever since. So how did he feel about you picking up drag? Um, he was really, uh, Todd, this is the thing about Todd. Um, Todd is a very quiet person. He really keeps to himself, even with me. Like there's, I still find out things about Todd to this day that I know we haven't talked about. Um, but he loved drag. Like he loved drag all like, you know, whenever he first discovered it and he thought it was like really cool and stuff. He never thought he would be with a drag queen per se, Mm. but, um, he thought it was like really cool. And we were together for, over 10 years when I started doing drag, what's he going to do? Dump me? No. Um, (laughs) But he also like, he's very hands-on with you as a drag husband, which I'm asking because as I said, you and I are similar in that, like we were in long-term relationships when we picked up drag and my previous partner was not, I mean, he was supportive, but he was not hands-on like helping me and being like, helpful in a way that sometimes drag queens need helpers yeah. and thus began my relationship with Jeremiah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and I will say that not only is Dominique spoiled, but we're spoiled too. Cause I work with Dominique on a lot of brunches and when Todd's there, yeah. like if I need a zip, if I need a balance, yeah. if I need my wig straightened, like he, Todd helps everybody. Um, Todd is fantastic. I literally could not do the drag that I do. Not that it's anything out of this world. But I couldn't do what I do if it wasn't for Todd helping me out. 
he is very hands-on but that's the other thing like one he would know that i would bitch and moan and complain if he didn't help me so i think that helps my cause a little bit <laughs> two i think he really he really does enjoy it and you know as jeremiah as jeremiah said uh he has been at he's been at like 98 percent of my shows or whatever and he is always helping and he's happy to do it because he absolutely loves the girls like he absolutely loves them he loves the brunch girls he absolutely adores you you know he and he really respect he knows how much work goes into drag and how easily it can be dismissed just for like oh this one's not pretty enough so i'm not even going to pay attention to like what she's doing you know or this one's just this thing and you know so he really respects drag so he's happy to do it i am very very lucky and i am very very spoiled um and i'm very very and i am very very in love with my husband like 15 years later i i well, good for you <laughs> I'm gonna punch you in your fake boob when I see you next. Don't oh. hate on me. Don't hate on me, ladies. <laughs> but we did get some. We did get some questions this week. Um, the Joseph Rich, uh, deep deep friend of the pod, um, asked, "What's the one gig you're most excited to return to post quarantine?" Um, I mean, I, my. My big answer is brunch. I literally cannot wait to get involved with the brunch girls with bird events again. I, I literally love it. Uh, tied for that is we did have uh, the Queen of the Night pageant uh, planned. So I am literally frothing at the mouth to get started for that, like uh, to get that moving at Bob and Barbara's. Uh, we have. 12 amazing performers from all over Philadelphia, some from New Jersey. Uh, and they're, they've really been, I'm sure they've been preparing this entire time. Yeah, so exactly. uh, <laughs> so mm -hmm. I know it's just going to be an amazing night and it's literally going to be one of my biggest accomplishments hosting a pageant. Um, it, I'm just super excited about it. Like I've been working really hard on it to this day. How about you, Jatamesh? Um, I'm excited for brunch. I had taken a break from drag and came back in November because of my day job. And so I was really excited to get back into that. And so this kind of like shoehorned its way back. So now I'm on, a, you know, like everybody on hiatus. So I'm glad to get back to brunch and also like start doing other shows and kind of expanding. I feel like I know enough and I paint well enough now that I can kind of give my brand to Philadelphia at this point. Yes, yes. And for me, this will come as no surprise to anyone, but I'm excited to get back to my Bev's Bitch Fest shows. Um, it was depressing. We had to cancel my birthday show back in April. And then obviously May we missed. I had um, a pre just recent uh, podcast guest, Magnolia Applebottom was supposed to come up in May to kind of kick off the um, spring summer season. Um, I'm excited to get back to that. I'm really hoping that we're able to be back in the bars by the fall um, because October is my uh, seven year anniversary of doing Bev's Bitch Fest at Taboo. It's the longest running show there. And we had a special guest booked that I'm hopeful, hopefully, I haven't talked to really anybody at Taboo recently about that, but I'm hoping that that proceeds as planned. So. I'm just excited to get back in front of an audience in general because oh my gosh. like while yeah. we're all like adapting to this virtual platform, I know we've talked about it before, but for me, this is not the ticket because no. 
Mm -hmm. I need, I need an audience reaction. Yeah. So Ryan Mills underscore film asked any drag babies question mark. I'm barren. Um, I've been openly barren about it, but Dominique, do you have any drag children? Oh, good Lord. No, absolutely not. I would not sacrifice my tummy ass and thighs for no (laughs) drag baby. You've got drag sisters though. Do you have, do you consider, do you have a drag mother? Would you say? I definitely have a drag mother, and I am so fortunate to have her. It is the incomparable uh, lady, your friend and mine, Lady E. Oh, that's right. Um, I forgot Lady E is your drag mom. She is literally everything I want to be when I get talent. She is so... (laughs) (laughs) She is so... Well, hop to it, Linda. You don't have much time left. (laughs) (laughs) I know. No, but she's, she's just... She's literally everything like she's just beauty and she's funny when she wants to be and the girl can move um my drag previous, sister, previous podcast guest the lady yes and uh my drag sister i guess my biological drag sister would be the lady lachey which is uh, an, a, a young queen fabulous very funny dancy and then of course we talked about my my sister maya who's just awful at everything <laughs> no I, I think she's absolutely wonderful and um, she's another one that is just amazing. She's just an amazing person, very strong. And her partner, Dusty, is amazing with hair. And she's been really growing with makeup. So, you know, I have my core little, and, you know, I, I worship you, Bev. You know that. So. <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> I, can be your, I can be your drag, aunt, like, like step aunt godmother. You're the, drunk, you're the drunk aunt. I'm the drunk aunt. I don't, I just, I, we've said it on many a podcast before. I just don't personally subscribe to the whole mother-daughter thing because well, I just I, it's not I, for I, me. It's never been for and, me. I don't think that will, it will ever. I'm happy to help anyone and everyone in any way that I can. I'm not going to take ownership of them right. as my daughter or my mother or whatever just because that's not how I was that's exactly that's exactly what i was going to say i think you don't get into it because you are so you know willing to give you know help and advice and you know your two cents and stuff like that and and it's always been in my in my instance it's always been uh in a very respectful way it's never any criticism when i know that it is criticism has been nothing but constructive and it's you've never steered me in the wrong direction or you know anything like that so I mean, all shot. Well, that's why I love you, and not for nothing. And and last night you did your gate uh, education movie on the bird cage. I didn't know. Look at her. Be, she she's getting that paycheck. Prompt plugging your gigs right? for you. <laughs> she coming. She coming for your gig, Jeremiah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm a fan. I. Oh, what I, did you say? I didn't hear what you say. What about that bird cage last night? I didn't know Steve Martin was supposed to. Yeah. And I, I didn't know that. And I didn't know Robin Williams was supposed to be Albert. And and what I didn't say was Steve Martin was supposed to be the original Armand and Diane Keaton was supposed to be the original um, Louise Keeley, uh, Gene Hackman's wife. And they were both oh. tied up with um, Father of the Bride or Father of the Bride too. I don't remember, but they both had to be replaced. And that's when they moved Robin Williams to the lead and hired Nathan Lane. And that's when Diane Weist was hot coming off of her um, Oscar win from Bullets Over Broadway. Fun fact. I'm a wealth of useless information like that. (laughs) Well, as for for me in terms of kids, I've had more children pulled for me than a burning orphanage. Thank you, girls will be girls. (laughs) Thank you, Evie Harris. So 
another deep friend of the pod, Drag King Cesario, asked, would you consider doing drive-in drag shows? Kind of like drive-in movie theaters. And then also responded, recording this on my 23rd birthday, I see. So happy birthday, my darling. Happy birthday. I don't know if y'all saw, I saw a video, um, because I'm friends with a lot of Florida drag queens from doing Comedy Queen. They they have a lot of Hamburger Marys down in in Florida. And... Mm -hmm. A lot of them, not a lot of them, but I think they've been like trying, they tried and there were videos where they performed in the parking lot of one of the Marys and had the queens kind of perform in the middle while Mm -hmm. everyone was safe in their cars, which I think is a a really fun, interesting idea. I just, it could never work in Philadelphia because nowhere has has fucking parking lots. No, (laughs) yeah. Like, would have to where would we do it? The alley behind Taboo? Like, <laughs> well, and the last time you did street drag, you got in trouble. So. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> Mimi and I did a couple shows outside of Woody's, and that 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 got kiboshed. Um, I think it would be fun. I think Ariel and Chastity could probably do it in Jersey at, at Vera. Vera's got a huge parking lot. I, mm. I doubt they listen, but I'm sure that that could happen there. I mean, people are, are tipping digitally, so they might as well yeah. perform... I'd much yeah. rather perform that and get tipped digitally than sitting here on my couch. Yeah, I agree. Punchline, I, I has, Punchline has a big parking lot. The problem is it's gravel and it's got like these huge divots and I don't feel like uh, killing myself. But I mean, who doesn't I, need a broken ankle these days? I think that we're going to start, the longer that we are like this, I think you're, we're going to see more and more like ways of people. I mean, shit, rent out the, like, rent out a parking lot space at, at Wells Fargo and do something. I feel like, I don't see why not. I would do it. And um, it's not just because I'm probably the only one on this that has actually been to a drive-in theater, but I would definitely. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> closed one in my hometown that was closed by the time I was born, but we always drove past it. My mom would be like, that used to be the drive-in. I love your mom. Please give her a big hug and a hello for me when you can. I will. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I would definitely do a drive-in style drag show. I Why think not? it's a fun idea. I'd love to do yeah. it. I wish it were more logistically possible in, yeah. in Philly. Yeah. Um, just a couple more. <clears throat> sure. No Flow 95 asked, saw the documentary you were in. Was it fun to record? <laughs> Well, as 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 the like best ass in that documentary, your ass looks great. <laughs> it looked amazing, right? Did you get a chance to? We're speaking, of course. If you're for those who not who are listening that don't, don't know, myself, Vincel, and Brittany Lynn were featured in a Rowan student documentary called "City of Sisterly Love" that came out this past weekend. Um, I know Jeremiah watched it. Uh, Dominique, could you get a chance to watch it? I didn't watch all of it, but I saw some of it. Sorry. Um, it was fun to record. Um, it was, it was kind of a mixed bag. I think what kind of final, like full, like finally aired. Um, <clears throat> they followed us around. At least me personally, I don't know. I and I know they followed Vincel around for a long time too. I don't think they followed Ian around as much just because um, they were about to uh, when all this Corona shit happened. Yeah. And when it started, it was a going to be more about like just the drag performance community in general yeah. versus like how we're surviving in corona and obviously when that happened it kind of became more and more about that um, yeah like the last half of it i feel like is about that um it was it was a, it was, 
I'm I'm very grateful that they chose to include me. I out of the three that there's a bajillions of drag queens in Philly, and I'm very fortunate that I was asked to be a part of it. I feel like I mean, granted, and I this is like a very like RuPaul's Drag Race thing to say. I'm not going to blame editing, but I feel like I kind of came off bitchier than I expected to, which is maybe me not being <laughs> aware of my own personality. Um, some things were said that I feel like, especially like there's one scene where I'm walking with you, Jeremiah, and we're talking. We had just come from the first episode viewing party of Drag Race this season, and it was a fashion challenge, and Gigi won, and it was very like, I was talking about how Drag Race keeps pushing this fashion aspect of it all, whereas like what I was talking about, right, what, what's aired is me talking about the fashion queens don't work and that's not realistic. What I was speaking was in the context of like the queens that have come from RuPaul's Drag Race, the ones yep. like Bianca Del Rio and Ben De La Creme and Jinx Monsoon are the ones that continue to tour and work and do these big shows. Whereas mm -hmm. the Pearls, the Violet Tchotchkes of it all don't seem to do as much when they were praised for being like hangers with heads. So I, I, that was a little upsetting to me, um, but I mean, it's cool. I think, I think Vinchel is amazing and is portrayed amazingly in it. Um, Ian and I have our differences, but I think it was accurate to show like how much of her, how long she's been around and what she's given to the community. I think it's great that they got the footage of her um, show after the Mummers Parade. Were you at that? The whole like mummers I was. thing. I was. I this year. Uh, this uh, this year was a really big year for me because I got to walk in the Mummers Day Parade, which was literally amazing. And um, plus, I got to uh, present an award at the Drag Awards for the Philly Drag Awards, which in in like literally one month, I felt like a rock star and like a like an actress. Like it was just really. It was really awe-inspiring, and you know, congratulations on your win for drag queen. Oh, shut up! Year, um, what? No, it's amazing. But no, just to answer the finish answering the question. I'm I. It was very fun. Um, we did we did a big recording session here in my apartment that they use a little bit of where we I got I had to film out of drag. Um, I wish they would have included a little bit more where I spoke highly of the drag community here, oh. not so critical of it because I did speak openly and honestly, especially. Um, because there have been issues with me in the past not being open-minded and I've tried being more open-minded towards different styles of drag. I don't know that it came across that way, but it is what it is. Um, and then <laughs> our final one, which I think is, I saved this one for last. I think it's a fun one to end on. Kiki Kiwi 55 wrote thoughts on the infamous jumpsuit question mark. I'm assuming she means Mayhem Miller's jumpsuit from um, the promo for All-Stars 5. Mm -hmm. um, yep. Promo for All-Stars 5 came out on Friday. It was actually, it was airing as we were recording the podcast last week with Carrie because Carrie had to be recorded later in the week than we normally would do. Um, what are y'all's thoughts about A, the cast for um, All-Stars 5 and then thoughts on the quote-unquote infamous jumpsuit? Yeah, I'm I'm excited for the cast. Um, I mean, you know, we've got uh, Alexis Mateo, um, Cracker, who I love, um, mm -hmm. and you know, I think it's going to be a fun, just a fun 
it seems like series? a 50-50 older, not old, like mm-hmm. like previ- like older seasons queens and then right. newer queens, which I think is That's a good concept. Um, in terms of the jumpsuit, I mean, bitches on All Stars 5, so whatever. <laughs> yeah. Dominique. Well, it's, I, think it's, I think it's a different animal when it comes to like drag race and when it comes to like real life drag because... In my opinion, I watch Drag Race for the entertainment value of it and stuff like that. You know, like, but when it comes to, like, real-life drag, look, I am a thrift store queen. You get it where you can get it. And if it fits and looks good, you use it. And I don't think it really should matter. Like, I don't don't know. But, well, I guess it does matter for Drag Race. So, yeah. No, well, I, it's, it's an interesting conversation because um, we were talking about it, me and some of the girls that I do brunch with, um, for Mimi, we're talking about like, like Vinchel has that bodysuit, Geisha has that bodysuit, like every, if you have an Amazon account, you have access to that bodysuit. Yeah. Um, but like the earlier seasons of Drag Race, you would see things that were quote unquote off the rack. It's only mm-hmm. in like the last few years last five or six seasons where suddenly there was this expectation where you come in with twenty thousand dollars worth of costumes not knowing are you going to wear them on tv are you going to get eliminated first yeah i think mayhem is smart in that way that she's like yeah bitch i'm gonna wear something that you probably have i'm gonna make it look good maybe i said um i said it before to um our collective friend Dahlia Dahmer and her and her um, partner that like I love I if and I said it on Facebook if if Mayhem Miller is smart she would do a, a video for like a single or something whether it be her original music or a lip sync video of somebody else where she has Alaska did it for her song um, everything must be leopard print she had literally mm-hmm. like just sent out a, a thing where it's like if send me a, a video of you in leopard print and she, that's what she made her music video. Like, bitch, <laughs> everyone has that red bodysuit. Have every drag queen under the sun send you a video of them in that bodysuit and, like, uh-huh. do the whole bodysuit army with it. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, there's a song from the musical um, How to Get how, how to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying, uh, where the one character, it's called Paris Original, and the character buys a dress that she thinks is a one of a kind, and then everyone yeah. on stage keeps showing up in the same dress. Like, bitch, that's obviously not going to work for a drag high-energy dance number, but, like, <laughs> I would love to see that, like, where, where everyone shows up in the same Amazon outfit. I just want I to point that. out that it is the first search option when you type in drag body suit. <laughs> <laughs> On Amazon. So, like, I might buy three of them. <laughs> and she rhinestoned it. It's not like she just wore it right out of the bag. She had it stoned. I've got, I wear shit from Amazon. Not all the time. Yep. Me too, and I'll stone it, honey, and I don't care. I was the queen of rhinestones. I always get made fun of because I use big rhinestones. I don't care. I'm a fashion Nova girl myself. Hey, you know, back in the day when I first started drag, I was rainbow the house down, honey. Ooh, rainbow. rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's really all the ones. That, <laughs> Andrew Troll asked, COVID cancel culture in the gay community and the New York Meth Gala. Sorry, Andrew, go back to last week's episode. We discussed that then, and we're not discussing it again. Um, <laughs> everyone, everything else was just, like, spam accounts asking me to click on their links, and I'm not going to do that. 
So as <laughs> we wrap up here, um, Dominique, anything you'd like to, to pro, uh, promote? Give us your social media Insta information. Um, my uh, Instagram is it's me, Dominique Lee. Um, my YouTube account is Dominique Lee, D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E space L-E-E. And I have on my YouTube, I like, I do love drag. Even if I didn't do drag, I absolutely do love it. So I record a lot of drag and I- Even Little Piece just recording all of our shit without (laughs) our permission. You're on there a bunch of times and I always send it to you and I always like, you know, get your name and stuff. And, um, but like, so if you're just looking to have a good time down Philadelphia drag memory lane, feel free to go to my YouTube and subscribe and like all those videos. And that's about it. As for upcoming projects, I really don't have anything on the burner right now. You kind of got me thinking about maybe doing a homebound with me. Uh, Dominique Lee via Zoom. I don't know. But other than that, I'm just like keeping myself sane, doing drag every couple days, doing a couple numbers and having a good time. And you're in the bird brunches on Sundays. I, oh, that's right. I do the bird. uh, I'm glad I know your schedule more than you, Linda. (laughs) It's Karen. Get it right. Um, Just, I I felt really bad about uh, last week though. Like I was the only girl that cursed. So, no, but like it was like, like I don't know it was just like we were it was a very popular brunch and like people were like oh I'm here with my niece or oh I'm here with my daughter and I was last and everybody was like all adorable and doing like you know radio edit songs and like being fabulous and stuff and then I come out and I'm like fuck and he fuck 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 you know and it's just like whoops (laughs) you know but I don't know but I just it's it's comedy you know so but I like I said I love doing bird brunches and bird events and stuff like that so i i work really hard for him so anything he ever needs me to do i'm happy to do it so more importantly did you get tipped i did (laughs) i did but i but it was just like more importantly did you complain about your edit no i'm just kidding (laughs) no i never i I'm so glad you I know you that. ungrateful bitches were yelling at Jeremiah and I won't stand for it. Not me. Not me. I am the first one. It wasn't you. I know. Jeremiah. I know that it wasn't you. Yeah. No, I would never do that. Like that's that's the one thing. Like I like to give respect where respect is due. That's why I pay you a lot of respect. You know, my drag mom lady E. Even uh Brittany Lynn, I pay a lot of respect to. Um, but Jeremiah has been absolutely killing it, stepping it up, learning new fantastic skills that could be applied to this covid crazy life hiding the fact that you motherfuckers are performing in front of a shower curtain it's fine don't hey look (laughs) i got sequins i got sequins hiding the fact that you ungrateful bitches don't know how to clean your apartments before you film a drag i'm just kidding i'm that was one time this is why i'm a bitch in the documentary (laughs) i should just embrace it jeremiah anything that you'd like to promote I'm just doing the video editing for the bird events brunches. So if you need some video editing help, I'm more than happy to do that. It is a paid gig for me, so it's not pro bono. Um, Aside from that, uh, you can catch me on the socials at the J Spoon uh, on Snapchat and Side Eye Shade everywhere else. Um, And yeah, that's that's all I got for today. 
Well, for me, make sure you hit the subscribe button for this podcast. We release new episodes every week during quarantine. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at It's Bev Bitch, on Facebook at Drew Bev Gaver. On Tuesdays, I'm doing my weekly film series, Education, where we watch a different quote-unquote gay movie. Next week, we are watching uh, Paris is Burning, which yes. you watch RuPaul's Drag Race or know anything about drag in the last 30 years, you need to watch Paris is Burning because we've all stolen from that movie. Um, and okay. then on Friday nights, I do my RuPaul's Drag Race viewing party. And then next Wednesday, the 20th, uh, Miss Troy and myself will be reprising our Karen characters to do another uh, Facebook Live meeting for the Coalition of Karens uh, social outreach uh, no social online column <laughs> aka cocksack and um and it's fun tune in we pretend to be entitled uh straight white women and complain about things oh so, otherwise um thank you all so much i love you both thank you thank, thank you for having me no problem bye bye